0: Welcome to Dataversity Talks, a podcast where we discuss with industry leaders and experts how they have built their careers around data. I'm your host, Shannon Kemp, and today we're talking to Efrain Rodriguez, the data manager at the U.S. Department of Defense. Today, we are joined by Efrain Rodriguez, the data manager at the U.S. Department of Defense, and normally this is where a podcast host would read a short bio of the guest. but in this podcast, your bio is what we're here to talk about. Efrain, hello and welcome.
2: Hey, thank you very much for the invite. Everything is all good.
0: <laughs> so tell me, so you're the data manager at the U.S. Department of Defense. So what does that mean? What is it you do?
2: Interesting question actually, Uh, combat support agencies and the DOD has what they call work roles and what they call job titles. So basically what they call a job role, a work role is related to the discipline that you're supporting. And what they assign is different job titles in terms of this is in what capacity you're supporting that particular role. So my work role is data manager, specifically collection data manager. Uh, In terms of my title, I am a data steward and no different data steward across the uh, private sector doing exactly the same role. But in my capacity as a data steward, I'm involved also into the entire life cycle of data from capturing the need of customers within DOD, even intelligence community at times for particular set of data and information, collecting, acquiring, procuring certain data, doing all the uh, data flow portion and supporting the data flow governance to bring the data from the source to our data lake and ensuring that we answer the customer needs. In my capacity as a data steward, uh, for the most part, I was focusing into ensuring that the uh, the data that it was uh, acquired uh, supported and addressed the needs of the uh, warfighter as well as intelligent community, but mostly making sure that we created a policy and law compliance framework to ensure that the data was properly used. It was freed up so people can use it in a compliant manner for most of all ensuring that it is the proper data at the proper moment and at the proper time. So that's pretty much the encompassing of the bigger scheme on the role. So as a data steward, my responsibility is in that particular capacity never at all moment i'll tell you that it's a really encompassing role and for all that stewards out there i hear you i feel you don't worry this too shall pass just press on because it's really worth it
0: oh that i love it i love the great advice there too so that it is a fascinating role i'm sure that keeps you that keeps you very busy so you, you know tell me is this what you wanted to be when you grew up when you were when you were very young you're thinking to yourself i'm going to be a data manager i'm going to be a data steward
2: no mm-hmm. no not by a long stretch but uh when i was younger uh, particularly middle school that's when i was kind of discovered what i really wanted to do um i wanted to be an astronaut so that was my goal so when i was i would look if i remember when i was in uh it was a freshman in high school. We went to Kennedy Space Center of all places in Florida at NASA. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at the visitor center where all the bios of all the astronauts I started looking at the common theme. All of them are either very well versed in experts into STEM fields mm-hmm. um, and or they were pilots uh, for the military. So knowing that I was not a pilot, the only chance that I had to do that was if I went deep into a really STEM. So I went to school for electrical engineer. That's where my background is. Um, I did apply for uh, for the astronaut program back in uh, oh Jesus Christ! I'm gonna date myself. It would be 1997. So I decided to give it a try, and unfortunately, uh, I was not selected. Uh, They were looking for uh, it was mission specialist at the time, but that didn't defy my my goals of I like what I was doing. STEM was a really great field and a lot of growth, a lot of great opportunities to uh, design, to do things differently. So I started as a hardware engineer on many things. So I was working for um, a defense company that is based in, uh, it was based at a time in the Northeast. And they, 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 my, uh, my work there was just designing systems. I was designing receivers, radar systems, all components on computers and weapon systems as well. Um, and I was pretty much creating the artifacts that were creating data. So that's how everything started in terms of my carrying data was creating the system that collect collected data in the first place, particularly receivers. Uh, It was then that I switched my gears and moved to um, work directly with the Department of Defense. So now I wasn't the provider of the equipment I was doing. I was the customer in this case, in terms of now in that capacity, I started doing just analysis. So I was just a consumer and the user of the data. So I started looking at all the things that the data provided, creating the reports, disseminating those reports, ensuring that people uh, understood what they were looking at, in terms of what kind of uh, value the data I was providing. Um, It was then that within the DOD, I started moving up in the ranks and as an analyst, then I move on to do engineering job again, but a little bit different. In this case, it was in the uh, data flow portion of of the data life cycle. So I was focusing on how do I engineer, transform, and load all the ETL, In terms of how do I bring the data from the source to a destination? And I started looking at gaps, and as I realized that there's a lot of things that we needed to do in order to uh, make the data more available and free to others to to use. Then I switch out to a more um, operational and strategic approach in terms of how do I make this happen? Engineering was not the challenge. I recognized that the most of the challenge that we had was because of compliance and mostly because of how do we govern the data in the first place. So that's where my got my feet wet into my data steward role that I'm sitting today. And uh, even at this stage of the game, a lot of things that i still learning, things that I recognize that are still a long ways to go. The fact that we have a robust uh, infrastructure toward the data becomes something that we just need to deal with. But at the same time, how do we ensure that we evolve this to support the needs of the future? Big data is always growing. And I think that this is the same for everybody in the Department of Defense. That's not an exception. Now we're talking about supplying the needs of over 1 million people, including civilians and military personnel all across the globe? How do we uh, ensure that they get the, the data on a timely manner but at the same time, the proper data that they really need? So that's how I evolve all the way from an astronaut all the way to data steward in 30 seconds or less. But for the most part, I still consider that data management in general is a very encompassed discipline. It is a one discipline that covers not just only the engineering and the technology side, but also encompass the um, legal policy, uh, human factors, including to that as well. And it's a very multidiscipline field. So there's a lot of growth potential opportunities there. And that is, that's what I said, I you know what? This is a place that I wanted to stay. I'm providing good value. I'm learning a lot. And not just only that. I'm seeing the uh, the fruits of the produce because of the sacrifices and hard work that we've been doing over the last five, 10 years. Um, do we have a long ways to go? Absolutely. But I definitely take those as a challenge. And I definitely look forward to continue growing in this capacity and learning how data management and data governance can um, help DOD uh, manage that as an asset. And how can it even provo- um, provide support to other fields, particularly when looking into data science methodologies, artificial intelligence and machine learning, which is one of the fields that I'm exploring right now. A really, really uh, interesting field in which data management provides great value proposition.
0: Yeah, I find it fascinating. You're actually the third person I've interviewed who wanted, who started out wanting to be an astronaut. And then went into stem it's yeah. i think it's so interesting it is, <laughs> it's a very, patterns. <laughs> i
2: definitely feel that stem is a really unappreciated yeah. field i think that yeah. that's something that we should continue fostering in the young generation because there's a lot of potential for growth not just only because you're building something but you're learning as you move along and you're part of an evolution you're serving society in a way that STEM can only provide that stepping stone to get us to the next level. And I definitely recommend others to continue to follow. That field is a very diverse and it will take your places. I admit that, you will be surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, let me ask you this too. You mentioned uh, policies and privacy and governance. I imagine you know uh, there's a lot of regulations that you have to follow. Correct. But is that all data governance is for you? Or are there other aspects that you use it for um, in your work with data?
2: So, so I'll, I'll definitely would like to expand further into that portion uh, just to clarify. And this is same in everywhere. This is not only exclusive to the Fed, U.S. federal government or Department of Defense. Um, policies, procedures, um, laws, provide the boundaries of how far can we go to support a particular activity in a specific, excuse me, how do we use data to support a particular activity? So it is not a hindrance to the contrary, it is a way to establish a scope of the best way to use the data. Um, from coming from an engineering background, when the world when you have a hammer, the world is a nail for you. so I was approaching everything from engineering standpoint. when in reality, it is a multidiscipline approach in order to properly support uh, usage of the data from the governance perspective, from a management perspective. Those are the things that I have to learn as I was continue evolving into my career, and that is something that I definitely recommend people that want to get into this field is that get acquainted and at least cognizant on how does policies, how does these um, boundaries help shape how the use of data is more effectively done, but for the most part, because we are um, a government entity, we are held to a higher standard. We have to protect not just only privacy of citizens, but also abide by the Constitution of the United States. So for us, it's the utmost importance to, yes, preposition the data to be used to establish all the infrastructure to make it happen in a proper manner, but within the boundaries of the law. And that is very important. It's almost priority that we always do. So we are accountable for that. We have audits on that. We report on that. And we ensure that we, no matter what, we never step out of those boundaries. And although sometimes it can be seen as hindrance, you'd be surprised how well those boundaries establish and shape how can you evolve tradecraft moving into the future when you're trying to sell new technologies? Uh, now we're talking about creating new analytics, artificial intelligence, machine learning, how these boundaries and policy help shape a proper governance for all these new methods by uh, minimizing variability in data. And that is a data management, uh, data quality issue, a data quality feature. So you can see how these policies help shape the usage of the data. And I do this as very important. And that's something that we take to heart.
0: I love that perspective on data governance. That is really uh, uh, something that I think people struggle to find and they do find it a hindrance. So I think that is such great advice and a great way to and look again, at
2: it. And it's yeah. something that yeah, something of value in terms of now you understand the rationale, why you are doing what you're doing? Because now you have a different vantage point to see exactly what is happening, not just only the technology side but definitely a multidisciplinary approach. And I definitely continue saying there's a lot of uh, growth and improvement on that area for everybody. And although you might see new policies coming in, you got GDPR, HIPAA for health records here in the United States. These are just only things that, although my sound less restriction, these are the ones that make your life simple because you know what you're getting into There the clear expectations on how you're gonna be going to that moving forward.
0: Makes sense. So um, with all this work with data, especially for um, so as many years as you've been involved in it, you know, what is your definition of data?
2: Data, it's consider, I consider data as an asset in terms of, it provides the, uh, the raw materials to build up bigger and better things. Um, data is the building block of information because you add context to that, data blocks context equals information and that's what we that's our bread and butter that's what we use for living that's how we uh, provide to our customers so we had to treat data as an asset something that we use as a building block for bigger things so what we want to make sure is that when we gather this information we acquire this data we treat it as such that we established the initial boundaries, the scopes, and how properly use it and most important, how can we wide, widely be leveraged by others? So it doesn't become siloed into a particular category or section is something that can be used by everybody else. So from my perspective, I always see that as an asset, no different than when you have steel to build a car Data becomes my steel to be my products that the DOD uses worldwide.
0: Perfect. So, and you kind of answered this a little bit already, but um, let me ask you specifically, you know, do you see the importance of data management uh, and the number of jobs working with data increasing or decreasing over the next 10 years? And why?
2: So actually that's an interesting question. I will see that as we continue evolving in, in, in the use of data moving forward and are we create new tradecraft from using the data, I consider that the uh, data management, data governance field, it becomes of major relevance. Not just only because it is the one who provides and preposition all the um, artifacts required to use the data and treat the data as an asset and also to govern it, but mostly because it is in key instrumental to evolve technologies moving forward. In terms of growth, I start really seeing it. I mean, one of the things that you start seeing, for, for example, on the new paradigm in terms of using AI and machine learning, the fact that they focus so much on the usage of the data, they realize, oh wait, there's certain things that I have to understand on the data that I need to do on the data before even thinking about creating an algorithm in the first place. And this is what data management provides. This is how the need of data management and governance establish those, um, the a frame of references for all these technologies to flourish, but also the fact that now we are uh, evolving data management into different fields that I see definitely growth into that. Uh, one of the things that I would like to start, so I think I'm gonna start seeing is that how data management is being, um, included in curriculums at college, for example. And even uh, the, the potential of certain skills or transfer of skills that data management provides at lower levels of abstraction. And you start seeing these right now, for example, when you go to K-12, the first thing that you see, to you, is the scientific method. Look at how the scientific method, in terms of the hypotheses, the evidence, all the workflow, all the structure, still follow the fundamentals of data management. You had to treat it as such, you curate it, you make it available, you speculate on that, you draw your your conclusions. So I think that there's a growth on education. There's a lot of emphasis now in data governance. I already seen people already stating they're making grad studies in data governance, which is something unheard of when I started this career over many decades ago. Uh, But in terms of the usage itself, now we want to incorporate Grow what we have today in data management, and I think that that's uh, that's going to be the big uh, the big ticket moving forward. Particularly data quality, I think that data quality is something that we're going to start seeing a lot of uptick, just because there's a lot required to get the data right before you use it. Uh, you heard the story of eighty percent of my effort is just to just to um, clean up and ensure that the quality of my data is enough for me to spend the rest twenty percent of my time using it. Now we're gonna be trying to evolve these into make it a more streamlined way to do it. And that is the part that I think that there's gonna be a great growth coming forward within the next decade. Um, I definitely consider that we'll see, start seeing these a little more incorporated earlier in the careers you start seeing probably undergrads starting notions of these kind of things just because it will incorporate as part of their curriculums on other coursework within data science for example and it's a good start but again it's um you grow in this career you learn from this career and, at a, and as a evolving field I, I consider that the growth also comes in terms of the personal self-growth taking your courses, getting your certifications, networking with others, noticing and, and acknowledging that the uh, the fact that you hire people to do these and you look at the uh, job openings everywhere and you start seeing an uptick in data hires uh, in terms of these are the things that are going to support the future. One big example that I saw the other day was even you know, within the government. Uh, agencies are going through digital transformation these days. And in the, on the utmost foundation for digital transformation is how do we preposition data management uh, culture that would allow this transformation to be supported. And as you continue going into that direction, definitely lots of growth, with great opportunities for people to, to uh, move laterally, horizontally, vertically. There's a lot of growth. It's just a matter of now, now what is what? your flavor? What is your taste?
1: More and more companies are considering investing in data literacy education, but still have questions about its value, purpose, and how to get the ball rolling. Introducing the newest monthly webinar series from Dataversity, Elevating Enterprise Data Literacy, where we discuss the landscape of data literacy and answer your burning questions. Learn more about this new series and register for free at dataversity.net.
0: That makes a lot of sense, and you've given a little bit of advice already for, um, in a couple of the, couple of different points. So, um, any additional advice you'd give to people to looking to get into career in data management, maybe specifically data stewardship, or or to address data quality?
2: So, in general, and I'm gonna be from the data management perspective. I mean, I'll try to be a little bit more inclusive. Uh, I always single out data quality because I think that there is a portion of data management that drives um, a lot of um, growth, a lot of um, usage of the data and the preposition the, um, the uh, initial baseline for the data to be usable. But for the most part, if someone wants to start a career in data management, the first thing that I definitely recommend is get a mentor. Identify someone who you can identify that follow a path of things that you like most. It doesn't have to be in a particular discipline, but at the same time you learn the life cycle of data all the way from establishing the need, procuring the data, processing the data, storing the data, even transporting the data itself. And there's a lot of things in between that data management does provide support. So getting a mentor in any of these at least helps you notionally what portions of the life cycle you're more interested the best and once you can you start seeing the themes that you like the most then that's the part that you get a little further educated. Um, there is a notion that you want to be um, deep uh, knowledgeable in one field but broad enough in another so you have better context um, and this is the part that is the only way to, to better, um, at least from a DOD perspective, help me out shape my career moving forward. Being cognizant about the entire life cycle itself. If you look at the uh, the, Dama, uh, the DAMA book, for example, you start seeing the DAMA wheel itself, all the different portions of it. The expectations you do not become an expert on everything, but choose the field that is more appealing to you. That allows you to uh, grow but at the same time challenge you as well and that's goes to my second piece of advice um, oftentimes the the, more, the only things are the people want the things that people want to avoid but at the same time there's the ones that become more rewarding data quality is hard it's not for us everybody can tell exactly the same thing but you start getting into a group of things in terms of okay I might not be able to solve all the problems but I would like to contribute to maturing this trade graph forward for the next that comes along, gets a little bit better than what I, left something a little bit better than the way I found it before. Um, I hone learn on data quality. That's something that I, I see that a great uh, area of growth just because that is the foundation, foundational of the usage of data itself. Um, so you have your mentors, you have your areas expertise, network. Oh, geez, that is very important. Network. You'll be surprised. You're not on an island. You'll be surprised that it takes a village to get that managed to work right. And getting a support network of people that, that think just like you from other um, other industries from government, pharmaceutical, healthcare, you be surprised how they tackle the same problem from a different perspective and how much you learn from their experiences. So, even though I might not relate too much more of the person who does data management for a pharmaceutical company, I do recognize that they have an approach that in my scale if I tried a little bit different in my particular government specific needs. Um, so this is the part that network is important. You start learning from knowledge, you start getting your name out there and say, look, I'm willing to share my war stories. Let's share ours so we can learn from one another. These are things that probably won't be written in books, but you start building your own book of knowledge. And that's the part that you add an extra tool to your toolbox to be more successful. So now that you have your network, this is the part of seize opportunities. Sometimes it's just to be... In the right place in the right time and getting your name out there means a lot when they start seeing the acumen that you have provided the artifacts that you share with others and again it sounds a little bit greedy at times but at the same time it helps evolve this is the part that now you start seeing other activities that you say you know what i might already done my portion here how can i go to the next level and because of all the diverse interdisciplinary activities within that management there's great potential for growth, great potential opportunities to learn something new, and most of all, uh, evolve the field moving forward. Um, I definitely consider that as an extra piece of advice if possible, is how can you contrib- contribute contribute to, to the craft? I've seen a lot of great consultants out there, particularly in the Data Diversity Conferences, that they show their experiences and they tell the stories and they provide that insight that might allow others to use and flourish and evolve the, the field in a different way and a better way. Uh, how do we interact? Interact with different disciplines with your organization. Data management is not just only business, it's IT, it's people, Is culture. This is the part that you want to be well-rounded into that. So don't focus only on technology, focus on culture, focus on people. People always comes first, listen to their needs to ensure that you understand what they're coming from. And most of all, how do you get those experiences out so you can tailor your processes, your frameworks, your methodologies to better provide a better product and a service as a whole. So I think that the only uh, the, the last thing that I would say in terms of advice to moving career in this data management field is that same with any other field related to science, there's always an evolution. So you might not see now the fruits of your sacrifice, and hard work, but down the road, that foundational work that you've done will help others to build upon that and do a better um, and involve the trajectory for data management moving forward. Um, because instead of data governance, this is the part that sometimes it will help address some of the needs that you have. So you don't have to be involved in data governance to be a data governor. I think everybody's empowered to do that in their own way. And I definitely tell own it, commit to your role and make sure that people understand that, look, I might not have all the answers, but I have my ways to get the answer to get it done and provide a top quality product going forward. It is rewarding, it is really exciting. And I definitely think that is a long journey of learning. So if you're looking into something like that, you're on the right track. Data management for
0: you. I, what amazing advice. It's, I, I just really appreciate that. It's so good. And so many different points within there. Uh, it has been my experience, one of my favorite parts of being uh, so involved with the data community. Is that everybody is so willing to network and is so willing to help each other out. And it really just the camaraderie and the support of each other has just it always blows me away. And it never stops surprising me. And just it's just so much joy in that. And I've seen you at our conferences and and of course networking and sharing your knowledge as well. And being here, I appreciate you sharing your knowledge. This is really it's really, really nice. Um and I and I heard in there too, um to follow your passion, and then push yourself to learn more. It doesn't, oh, yeah. Following one, your passion doesn't mean it's easy. <laughs> no, no, I
2: never said that. But one of the things that I recognize, and actually I noticed that uh, as I continue you know, participating in some of these activities, most of people are brand new into these. You start seeing when they show hands at the conferences, like, More than half people are brand new into data management and data governance. So there's something appealing to that. There's value for us. You start seeing that this is not a niche market. You start seeing that it's something that is widely adopted by many companies, many disciplines. And again, the government in which I provide support as well. But at the same time, this new generation of data governors, data managers that they come along They're looking up to us, people who have been doing this for some time to to share those stories. So that's the reason why this little community, which is not that little anymore, you'd be surprised how many people start showing up and doing it in different capacities or they don't know that we're doing it, which is surprising. Like, I didn't know that that was called data quality. Yeah, that is called data quality, but you didn't know that. Um, But at the same time, that's again, uh, the relevancy of how these feel is growing as you start seeing... Many people from many industries, entertainment, government, you name it. Um, I think that now it's up to everyone to to make sure that we continue growing this discipline and definitely maturing it to to make sure that it become asset is that data becomes what is supposed to be a great asset to we deal with and a great asset to treat it. All
0: right. Well, I'm going to ask you one more question here, clarify a little clarifying point there. Uh, you know, I'm hearing it a lot that the people aspect is the most important and uh, and because you, you do need to interact with so many people being in data. Uh, how do you build that skill? So many people in data are introverts, right? And it, struggle with that a bit. So is there a way to build that skill? And is it listening? You mentioned listening.
2: Mm-hmm. You'd be uh, surprised. But yeah, yeah, I think that... Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, I think that this is not about um, introvert or extrovert, mostly that it is what is the bottom line. Um, when you're in a position that you consider that your transferable skill, used to be soft skills calling the day, might not, be of val- uh, might not be adequate to support a particular activity, understand that you're not alone doing this. That uh, you surround yourself with people that have empowered you to learn these things, and you continue doing it, but not seen as a hindrance. I consider that um, even though people consider some introverts or they consider themselves not as uh, outspoken, they can still provide great value uh, in support of customer needs. Um, I would say if you have to learn. How to deal with people, how to talk to that, you'll be surprised how having that, at least that technical common frame of reference, helps a lot to communicate. Because one thing that data management is that although it's a broad field, it's a well bounded field of knowledge. So when you predicate your needs, your requirements, we start speaking the same language. So it's a little bit easier when you speak the same language to communicate, to convey information, to listen better, and to capture what this essential need is. Uh, if I, I, I feel that in terms of you being an introvert on how to deal with these customers, it comes from the bottom line of you're here to help them out. Uh, listen, ensure that you understand and repeat back what they're telling you. So you, the, the clarification of the needs are well addressed. But um, this is not something that you're learning books. I believe that is how do you work around that particular uh, uniqueness of your character helps you out to be more effective. And this is the part that it might be a great asset. You might be the best person to do this. It's just a matter of looking at the upside of take these as a unique talent that nobody has. And how can I make this as a potential game changer for my particular corporation? I mean, we don't want to have the same kind of people doing cac kind and things. One of the things I appreciate in this community is that the diversity of the people that we see, introverts, extroverts, people that never done STEM in their lives. Yet, when we go into that management, that governance, we all speak the same language, we hear each other really well. And those things that you consider could be a hindrance, look at it as an asset, use that as your tool for success. And I think that uh, as the moment you recognize that is not a limitation, that it is a potential to make things better. You start more, you feel more empowered to own and commit your role and your position, and you establish yourself as the um, accountable person, the responsible person to make success happen. And and again, there are other skills, not just the intro or the extrovert, things that, for example, are essentials. Even briefing skills, writing skills, because you have to communicate with different levels of management, in my case, different levels of responsibilities. Sometimes you address a general, you address a chief data officer, which have different level of responsibilities and mostly because they have a different bottom line because of their position, you have to reconcile that somehow. And that is a skill that you still need to hone more than the intro or the extroverts. How do you reconcile different bottom lines to ensure that you ensure mission success? When you go at the CDL C-suite, the CDO level, CIOs, how do you recognize business with IT? How do I recognize my customers? How do I differentiate my customer from my user base? Something as simple as that. These are the little things that when you start working with them, you start recognizing I had to communicate a little bit different with that person because their line is different. I had to recognize that I had to report and write a little bit different because their needs are different. And these are things that, yeah, you can learn in class, but also, like I said, going back to someone by advice, having a good mentor helps a lot because it will help you out of how do you properly convey the information. And most of all, how do you more effectively impact their mission and their bottom line? And one of the things that I learned over the years, is like, make their mission your mission. And that's how you integrate yourself. How you making the showing that you care. Like, if it's important to you, it is important to me, Sarah, man, whatever. So bottom line is... I think that is not a hindrance. I think that's something that you don't learn, but you also take as an asset moving forward. There are other things that you complement on that, and that's package of different tools. That's why it make you a better data manager, a better data governor.
0: That's great advice, and I love that quote. Uh, if you make their mission your mission, it's such a key phrase there in the whole in the whole thing. Oh, such a good device. (laughs) I'm afraid you do not disappoint. I knew um, that I wanted to interview you because this has just been amazing. Um, Anything else you wanna add before we, as we wrap it up?
2: Uh, Sometimes if you feel that things are going, you're not going your way, understand that this too shall pass. So hang in there, things are gonna get better. Use your network, continue learning. Be there for others, and most important will help grow this field bigger than it is today. and I, will, I definitely would like to appreciate what you guys do in that diversity to make this happen and how do you provide venues and engagement activities for others to learn from others but also to grow? And I think that that is very important. So I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you for the invite. I definitely look forward to continue engaging with the organization and I definitely continue seeing the seeing the big faces here and grow and evolve and continue move forward with my career and hopefully I can be a value of others. If I can be uh, of utility of others, uh, drop me a line and just let me know how can I help. I'm here for uh, for you guys the same way that i was help me out hone my skills. So thank you, thank you very much.
0: Oh, thank you. I this has been so good. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I think a lot of people will find everything very valuable. Um, And and for all of our listeners out there, if you'd like to keep up to date in the latest podcast and in the latest in data management education, you may go to dataversity.net forward slash subscribe until next time. Afrain, thank you.
2: All right. Take it easy.
0: Thank you for listening to Dataversity Talks brought to you by Dataversity. Subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates and information about our free educational articles, blogs, and webinars at dataversity.net forward slash subscribe.